Well, today I'm continuing our series called The Next Step. And for the past several weeks, we've been talking about some of the next steps that we all need to take if we're going to better follow and better serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And today I want to begin by recapping what we've learned during the past few weeks, especially for those of you that are maybe tuning on, online in for the very first time. Now, we've, as you know, we've been looking at the story of a guy, and he's listed in the Bible in the Old Testament, and we've been looking at this guy's story, and his name is Nehemiah. Nehemiah. But just before we dive back into his story, I want to share with you something that I know about each one of your stories, all right? I want to share with you something I know about each one of your stories. And about right now, some of you are asking, what does Pastor Larry know about my story? Well, there's something I know. Here's what I know about you. I know that when God designed you in the womb of your mother, he gave you some special abilities and gifts so that you could use them to point other people to him. So you could help others come to know him, worship him, follow him, and serve him so that they could spend eternity with him in heaven. That's what I know about you. He has specifically called you, accepted you into his family, and he's given you gifts by his Holy Spirit so that you could do those things. So during this message today, my prayer is that God will so stir you and that he will so move you that if you're not yet using your abilities and your gifts that he gave you, to do the work that he's asking you to do, that you'll step up and do that. Because doing what God made you and gifted you to do will not only bless your life, bring special meaning into your life, but it'll help change somebody else's life. And all of God's people said, amen. amen. Here's the truth as we begin. God has a good work for you to do. He's got a good work for you. One that will make an eternal difference in somebody's life. Now, just like God had a good work for Nehemiah to do, he's got a good work for you to do. As we begin, let me bring you up to speed in this story of Nehemiah in case you missed the past few weeks. So who was, was this Nehemiah? Who was he? He was just an ordinary Jewish guy. His job was to serve the king of Persia as the king's cupbearer, but that was not a high position, nothing really special. He was a servant of the king. And while he was serving the king, his brother one day traveled from his home to see his brother Nehemiah at the king's palace. And his brother told him about this sad condition of his family and all of the other Jewish people. You see, their enemies, the Babylonians, had attacked all of the Jewish people. They had completely destroyed Judah, crushed Solomon's temple, burned the city gates, took thousands of Jewish people into captivity, and left the city in ruins. And even though several people had tried to then rebuild the city walls to provide those who were left with some sense of security, not one person had been able to do that. So those who had survived that attack were now left scared, vulnerable, and brokenhearted. So when Nehemiah got this message from his brother, his too, his heart too, was heartbroken. 
he began listening to God because his people, the people of God, were left vulnerable. They, they, they had no protection. They had no leadership. They had no resources. They had nobody to direct them. They had no hope. They were a brokenhearted, scared people. So Nehemiah started seeking God. He began looking to God. He began listening to God and asking God, God, what should I do? What can I do? So Nehemiah, he prays and prays and prays and prays. And then he goes before the king and he asks the king permission to leave his job, to travel to his homeland, to try to assess that situation and see if there is something that he could do, something he could do to help them and maybe even rebuild the wall around the city. Well, to his surprise, the king blessed him. The king not only gave him permission, but the king gave him protection and provisions for his entire trip. But you know what? As soon as Nehemiah got there and he arrived, he started rebuilding the wall and he's making good progress. As soon as he got there, he was approached by some of those enemies. Here's the next truth. The truth is this. When your work for God starts up, your opposition will heat up. I found that to always, always be true. When your work for God starts up, your opposition heats up. The moment you start to do the things that God has asked you to do, an enemy will, will show up. They will resist the things that God has placed on your heart to do for him. And even if your enemy can't destroy you, he will do his best to discourage you and to distract you and to stop you. He'll do whatever he can to take your eyes off your mission, to distract you from doing that thing that God has asked you to do. And folks, that's exactly what happened in this story with Nehemiah. As soon as Nehemiah started to rebuild the city wall, that thing that God had placed on his heart to do, the moment that wall started to go up, some enemies showed up. In fact, not just one, three guys. Three guys showed up and tried to stop the work by distracting Nehemiah. Here's another truth. When you start to do what God has asked you to do, enemies will show up and they will try to distract you. You know, I will never forget, in 1989, when I was beginning to get ready to start this church, I was leading the, the building of our first church campus out on La Palma, three and a half miles out on La Palma Street. We were in a light industrial building. And I was, I was leading the, the, the building of that facility on the interior, making it look like a church, be ready like for a church. And while we were doing that, the senior city inspector was causing us great, great trouble. Even though we were adhering to and meeting every code possible, and even exceeding some of the codes, the senior city official was causing us great, great trouble. And one day as he was leaving, I heard him say to one of the contractors, if I have anything to do with it, there will never, ever be a church in this building. I heard him say that as he was walking out. He was literally coming against me, doing his best to stop me. But I just kept doing what God called me to do. And to this day, I really don't know exactly what happened, but somehow God removed that inspector from our project he never showed up one more time again, and the building was built. And all of God's people said, amen. amen. Now, Nehemiah was having the same kind of problem, but he didn't, he didn't have just one city inspector. <laughs> he had three guys on his tail 
Take a look at this in the scripture. The Bible says, when the word came to Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem the Arab, and the rest of our enemies, that I had rebuilt the wall, and not a gap in it was left, though up to that time I had not set the doors in the gates, Sanballat and Geshem sent me this message. This is what they said. Come, let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono. So what do Sanballat and Geshem do? They tell Nehemiah, basically, stop your work, come meet us in the villages in the plain or on the plain of Ono. In other words, stop doing the wall work. Stop doing what God has asked you to do and get down off the wall, come on, take a break, come meet with us on the plain of Ono. Now, as I come to this scripture, I want to give you some really free advice. Are you ready for some really good free advice? You can take this at home. If any of your enemies ever ask you to meet them in the plane of, oh, no, don't go. (laughs) Don't go to, oh, no, to meet your enemies. Even if you think it might be a good opportunity to go and maybe try to reconcile with your enemies, don't go if it means stopping what God has gifted you to do and called you to do. What we often think is a good opportunity is really a distraction, something that diverts us from what God has asked us to do. And sometimes those distractions don't always come from enemies. Sometimes they come from friends. You know, before we moved to California, I was highly involved in leading youth camps and national youth gatherings. And I guess the word got out around here as I was moving here. So when we moved here, I was constantly being asked and really literally pushed to get involved with leading the youth camps at our friend's youth camp uh, up in Northern California. And the pressure was on for me to get involved with that. But I just moved my family 1,200 miles away from our families. And God had just blessed us with baby Sherry two weeks after we moved over here. And for the first time in my ministry, I was now lead pastor of a church. I was trying to figure all of that out. So I really needed to be a supportive husband. I needed to be a, an attentive father to my son and baby Sherry. And I, you can call her baby Sherry from now on if you want to. And, and I really needed to lead and grow this church. And so when asked to go, my answer was no, I cannot go. Folks, today it's so easy to be distracted by so many things, even really good things. Even good people will distract you. I mean, how easy is it to get distracted when the cell phone rings once again? Or when Facebook pings once again? Or when Gmail pings once again? You you take your mind off of whatever you're doing and you're distracted once again. Today, it's so easy to become great at doing things that really don't matter, that don't make an eternal difference. It's so easy to become experts at using Twitter and TikTok and Facebook or whatever, but we're not getting on our knees before the Lord and saying, God, what would you have me do? Things that distract us from doing what God is asking us to do. Listen close. The devil can't destroy you, but he can do everything possible to distract you from what God is asking you to do, what he created you to do, what he made you to do. So that's what's happening in this story. The enemies of Nehemiah say, hey, let's just get together. But Nehemiah rejects their meeting. And why did he do that? So he could stay on task. So he could keep building the wall. So he could finish what God had asked him to do. And they kept coming back, saying, hey, Nehemiah, come meet with us. And he goes, no. 
hey, Nehemiah, come down off that ladder so we can have a meeting. And he goes, no. Listen, if you're going to follow God, if you're going to do what God asks you to do, you've got to learn how to say no. No to the things that will distract you and stop you from doing what God has asked you to do. You know, no is one of your most important words in the American vocabulary. (laughs) So how do you say no? Today, I want to teach you how to say no. Are you ready? Okay, here's how you say no. No. Repeat after me. One, two, three. No. And you could even do it with a smile. Amen? (laughs) When people are asking you to do things that you know you should not do because it's going to take you away from what God has asked you to do, you just smile and say, you know, no. I can't do that. The truth is this, you cannot be available to everyone all the time. If you're available to everyone all the time, eventually you'll have nothing to give to anyone. And if you're always with everyone and doing everything they want you to do, you'll never be able to do what God has made you to do, what he's asking you to do. And Nehemiah, man, he had to say no a lot, a lot of times. In fact, four different times. They asked for a meeting, and four times he said no. He said, no, I'm carrying on a great project, and I cannot go down to meet with you. Why should the work of God stop while I leave it and go down to you? But they didn't even stop after four times. There came a fifth time, and this time it came in a letter. This time they sent him a letter. Take a look at this on the screen. The Bible says, Then the fifth time Sanballat sent his aid to me with the same message, and in his hand was an unsealed letter which was written. The Bible says, It is reported among the nations, and Geshem says it's true, that you and the Jews, look at this, are plotting to revolt, and therefore you're building the wall. And the Bible goes on to say, Moreover, according to these reports, you are about to become their king, And you have even appointed prophets to make this proclamation about you in Jerusalem. There is a king in Judah. Now this report will get back to the king, so come, let us meet together. Man, they're putting the pressure on, right? They're putting the pressure on. The enemies of Nehemiah literally make up a lie. They make up a lie and start spreading this rumor as a lie. They continued trying to distract him from doing what God had asked him. Listen, don't worry about what people say about you. Don't worry what they say about you. Do what God has asked of you. Amen? Just do what he's asking. So what did Nehemiah do with this letter? Take a look at this. I sent him this reply. Nothing like you are saying is happening. You are just making it up out of your head. They were all trying to frighten us, thinking their hands will get too weak for the work and it will not be completed. But I prayed, God, now strengthen my hands. Instead of letting his opposition discourage him and distract him, he asked for God to help him, for God to strengthen him, and he worked with even a greater determination. You know, during the early days of starting this church, I was told that I didn't preach good enough to lead this church. I was told that I didn't have what it takes to lead this church. 
I was told that the plans for this facility, when we were designing this facility and trying to buy this property, that, oh, Larry, that's a nice dream, but man, it'll never happen. I was literally told it was just a nice dream. But if you don't let others distract you and you just keep doing what God has asked of you, guess what he does? He blesses you, amen? He blesses you if you don't stop doing what he has asked you to do. But understand, when you start doing things for God, there will be people that come against you. There will be people that resist you. Satan will bring all kinds of things into your schedule and into your life that will discourage you. But listen, there is nothing more exciting. There is nothing more meaningful than using the gifts that God has given to you and seeing God use you and work through you. Nothing more exciting. Nothing that means more. Listen, there is nothing that's more satisfying than seeing God use you to help others come to know him as Lord and Savior or to help them in some other way so that they too can live with him in heaven one day. Now understand this. Sometimes it's not our enemies, but sometimes it's even our closest friends who try to distract you and get you to stop doing what God has asked you to do. It's not always just enemies. That's why once you know that you've heard from God, you've got to just keep doing what God has called you to do. You've just got to stay on task like Nehemiah did. Don't come off the ladder. Don't get down from the job. Just keep pursuing what God has asked you to do. Take a look at this in Scripture. Nehemiah says, One day I went to the house of Shemaiah, who was shut in his home. He said, Let us meet in the house of God inside the temple, and let us close the temple doors, because men are coming to kill you. By night they are coming to kill you. But I said, should a man like me run away? Or should someone like me go into the temple to save his life? I will not go. I realized that God had not sent him, but that he had prophesied against me because Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him. He had been hired to intimidate me so that I would commit a sin by doing this, and then they would give me a bad name to discredit me. So look, even his buddy, <laughs> even one of his buddies turned against him, took some money and turned against him. Even though Nehemiah had the authority to go into the temple, he knew that if he did it for his own personal gain, instead of for the glory of God, he would be abusing his power. He knew that that was a sin. He knew that he'd lose credibility with his people. So what did Nehemiah do? He just said, no. Even to his buddy, no, I won't do it. So even though his enemies and a friend tried to discourage him and distract him five different times, Nehemiah just stayed on the ladder, stayed up on the wall, sent the message, I'm carrying on a great project and I cannot come down. So listen, when you're doing something that God has gifted you to do, that he's made you to do, and he's asked you to do, I want you to know it is a great work. No matter how small it might seem, maybe taking a meal to somebody who's sick, maybe leading a small group, no matter how small it might seem, no matter how big it might seem, it is a work that you should never stop doing because no matter how small or big of a work it is, it'll make an eternal difference in somebody's life. And you may never know it did, but you'll get to heaven one day 
and somebody's going to walk up to you and say, you remember when you did this and that? It's going to make an eternal difference in somebody's life. Now, some of you are doing a great work right now. Many of you are using your gifts that God gave you to do what he's asked you to do. Don't stop. Just keep doing that great work he's asked you to do. Some of you have been given the gift of encouragement. And, and God has asked you to walk alongside somebody who's discouraged. Don't stop doing that great work. Keep at it. Some of you have been given the gift of helps, and God's asked you to, to come along somebody who, who needs some kind of help. That's a great work. Don't stop. Some of you have the gift of generosity, and God's asked you to help somebody that's struggling financially. Don't stop. Some of you have a gift of leadership, and God's asked you to lead others, to, to lead a small group, maybe to teach children's ministry. He's asked you to lead them into a greater relationship with God and his word. That's a great work. Keep it up. But some of you are not yet using your gifts that God has given you. Some of you are, are not yet doing that great work that God is asking you to do. Maybe you feel you can't because you're too busy or you've got too much going on, so you keep putting it off. You know in your heart and you know in your spirit that God's got more for you, that he wants you to do something special. Some of you are not yet doing anything that will outlast you. It's home, it's work, it's family, but maybe it's not doing anything that's going to outlive you. So the, the question right now is, are you going to do what God made you to do and gifted you to do? So listen close. Today is the day to start asking God, what he wants you to do for him and for his kingdom. Today is the day to start listening to God for his answer, for that great work he wants you to do. And then today is the day to start shutting the door on distractions so that you can do what he's asking you to do. Now, Nehemiah did each one of those things, and in just 52 days, less than two months, he rebuilt that complete wall. 52 days. He finished it. Because he resisted the distractions, he finished what God asked him to do. Now, he was just an ordinary guy doing what God asked him to do. God called him to a great work. God supplied what he needed to do the great work. God strengthened him so he could finish the great work. But how did that great work get started? How will that great work get started for you? I want to close with this. First, Nehemiah sat down to cry. When he heard about the situation of his people, of God's people, he let that sink into his spirit and it caused him to cry. He really took time to look at it and feel it and he cried. Second, he knelt down to pray. He listened to God about how to help his people. And when God spoke to him, the third thing he did is he stood up to act. He stepped out in faith, not knowing what would happen, but he stepped out to the king to get permission he stepped out on his trip. He stepped out when he got to the city. He just stepped out to act. And those are some of the same things that God wants us to do. Would you agree that there's some great needs in our city and in our world today? Amen? There's some great needs. And it's time for the church to step up and be a part of meeting those needs. So when you see a need like Nehemiah, first of all, feel the need. 
Maybe even allow yourself to cry about the need. Then pray about the need and say, God, I don't know what to do. I don't have the resources. I, I don't feel like I've got the ability. But God, what would you have me do about this need? And then stand up whatever, and do whatever God asks you to do. Stand up and act to meet the need. Step out to do what he tells you to do. And as you start, the opposition is going to heat up. As you stand up, the opposition is going to heat up. But then shut the door and the distractions that come until the great work that God is calling you to is done. And all of God's people said, amen. Would you bow your heads with me in prayer? If God has stirred your heart, maybe you know that God has been asking you to do more, asking you to do something. Would you just today pray this prayer and commit to God to use your gifts and however he asked you to? Would you repeat this after me? Father God, today I commit to use the gifts you've given me to serve my church family and my community. Use me to do that great work that you've created me to do, that you've gifted me to do. And help me shut the door and distractions until that great work is done. Whatever you ask me to do, I will do it. Lord, use me. Would you say that in your spirit, in your heart? Lord, use me. Lord, use me. Father, we lift our hearts, our lives that you have blessed us with to you this morning. And we pray that you would clearly lead us, that you would help us to take that time to sit in your presence, listen to you, read your word. When we see a need, say, God, what should I do? And then stand up and step out and trust you to help us do the rest. Lord, we look to you. Lead us and guide us. Use us, I pray, in Jesus' name. And all of God's church said, amen. amen. May God bless you.